Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Coffee and cream on Hale Varsity Radio with Andrew Rogers and Damon Benning. Coffee and cream in the morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency, live from the H&H Chevrolet stage at Hale Varsity Club. Top of the hour at 9 a.m. here on the show. Damon Benny, Andrew Rogers, happy to have you with us. And uh, let's wrap up our thoughts on our previous two segments, and then we will get to Brady Oltman's uh, here in a few moments. Uh, Brady is Nebraska football and recruiting reporter for Hale Varsity. Football, uh, football, do you want to football. read your tweet first here, DB, that you teased? Yeah, Jay Rich, Hockey Dad, said the problem is <laughs> – this is so Jonathan. He said, the problem we have is that we have to stop letting a few crybabies ruin it for the other 10,000 that could give two Goodness. blanks about it. The Tiger story is pretty dumb. On uh, on Christine Brennan, she, you know, seemed she's the only one that seemed to give a damn. TW shouldn't have to apologize for anything. I mean, and I get it, right? There's those strong polarizing opinions. There's people on both sides. But... To Shane's point, when you're the PR machine known as Tiger Woods, I think you do have – I hate to say it, but I think you do have to handle your business differently. You just – he – I mean, with great – it's the whole pressure responsibility thing, right? It's like the the burden is greater because of who he is. Now, does it make it right or fair? No. But – I didn't think he get, thought he was going to get that pushback either. But again, at the end of the day, I, I think it's you, you cannot debate the point. Until you change the T boxes, we can't have this conversation. Let's go to line one now and talk to Ty. Ty, good morning. Good morning. Ty, How are you? Good, man. What's going on? Nothing. Nothing? Who, who, is, who am I talking to? This is Andrew and DB. This, this is Damon. Oh, hey, Damon. Hey, I heard you guys talk about Tiger, and I listen to you guys every morning as I go to work. And uh, you talk about Tiger. Tiger plays a joke. You know, I I grew up in a time when Lee Trevino was the greatest jokester in the world. And, you know, never... Never got any flashback. I don't know what your thoughts about that are, if, if you even know that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so here's the thing. Let me ask you something, Ty. Should should, yeah. should a different time period, since we've kind of grown and evolved a little bit, do different time periods mm-hmm. call for different handlings of situations? Or because we did it in the 70s and 80s, we should be cool in 2023? No, nah, I think if it's clean... We can still do it. Okay. All right. I would say that. Yeah. I would say that. Hey, you can listen to Lee Trevino today. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's, he's, he's pretty old. I think it's he's, a combination of both. He's pretty old school. I, 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 and I appreciate the I agree the with call, Ty's Ty. call there. Thanks, Ty. Uh, I agree with him when he says if it's, if it's clean, go for it. But, it, you know, there, there's a reason why certain things in history aren't being done today. Or, well, or we, we follow we t- along in suit today. Uh, you know, in our many sports shows that we have, remember the whole television stretch we went through. If this show could be on television, I think we agreed that you couldn't even have a show like Friends mm-hmm. on television in 2023. And that wasn't that long ago. So I don't know. I mean, maybe it's, maybe it's an us problem. Maybe it's, a, maybe it's a combination of somewhere between where Ty is with it and where Jay Rich is. Because, right. you know, I, I, I don't think Jonathan's being a caveman either, but. Uh, I I do think that the double standard thing. Sometimes it's good when we when we want to debate the point, but then when we separate the two, it's hey, we want to be equal and and treat us the same. So I think at, at some point that's just my narrative for the whole black quarterback thing. At some point, I just want to be a quarterback, right? And the more that I can just be a quarterback, the more you're going to give me opportunities, and I won't have to have the Lamar Jackson draft report. Right, I don't have to have the discussion of whether Lamar Jackson should get a long-term deal because do you know deep down what we still talk about? In the back of our minds, we still refer Lamar Jackson is still a black mm-hmm. quarterback. If he was Josh Allen and he threw the ball the way that he did, we don't compare Josh Allen's athleticism to Lamar Jackson's even though size-wise they're very comparable. So until we get over that stigma, even if it's in our subconscious we can't have real conversations. All right, let's move tampon uh, over to uh, Brady Oltman's. You missed I see it. what you did come there. On, I see on. what you did there. Sorry, we're just. Well, I wasn't going to laugh out have, loud. Let's have a little it was, smile. It was an internal deal. Let's have a little smile. Come on, <laughs> put us like the Joker. Yeah, let's put a smile. I almost said on Heath Ledger, face. but even that's not. But that's kind of morbid. Hey, let's move on, though, really, and uh, let's talk to Brady Oltmans. He is a Nebraska football and recruiting reporter for Hale Varsity. He's on with us uh, via stream right now. Brady, first time talking to you, and happy to have you on as a weekly regular now. Good morning. Morning, guys. How's everything going? I don't. Who, so who's made it more to the big time? Is it us having you or, or you <laughs> taking time out of your morning for us? I gave you both options that center around you. How about that? We, we appreciate it. I think it's us putting arms around each other and helping us up the hill. There you know? it is. Family. <laughs> Something like that. I like right? that. Yeah, Brady, uh, you know, let's let's start here uh, because uh, I, I know being a guy that's been heavily invested in this football program from the start, um, who are you most excited to see all padded up come spring in this new age of Matt Rule? I think the the immediate answer for me, and I don't know in what capacity how uh, full tilt he'll be in the spring, but it's Thomas Fedoni, Um, you know, a guy with a lot of promise, a guy that's probably from everything I've seen and from what I've been told, the best shape of his life this spring. Uh, But coming off of those knee injuries, I think I'm I don't know if they're going to have him go full tilt because it being spring you kind of want to keep some tread off the tires in that case but also you kind of you kind of want to know that he's built for it and ready to go in this new regime and tight end is a position that uh there it's a position of need somebody needs to step up and it's one that i think in marcus satterfield's offense they utilize a little bit more than matt rule typically has um at temple and baylor so i i think he's the one he's the he's the first one that comes to my mind when i think of who needs to to make a big spring so if you're looking at Nebraska's, uh, let's just stay right with tight end because it, it kills a couple of birds with one stone with your uh, kind of what you do in covering recruiting. When you take a look at 
Nebraska scholarship distribution chart, and uh, and I'm not sure uh, what we're going to get from from Chris Hickman. So the time being, I'll leave him out. But you got Smith Flores, you got Androff, you got Tagaloa, you got Carney, Fedoni, Rollins, Gilbert. The room kind of got full in the off season, but how do you pit that against? The prowess of, of, of Carter Nelson, the national recruiting scope. You have to go back and still be able to watch tape and pit it against the offers. And whatever side you come out on of that, you still have the top-ranked player in the state. Does that matter for you in terms of how you look at Nebraska's tight end room based on what could potentially be down the pipeline? Um, it's interesting to think about because I think He's, he's an incredible athlete, and you really don't want to kind of stockpile guys, you know, and backload them because I think that that is an easy way to get them to go in the transfer portal. Hypothetically, you know, you got star guys sitting on the bench. But uh, I think it's worth noting that with, with this Matt Rule coaching staff and what they like to do, and they've said before, is getting good athletes in. They're not going to ever shy away and not get an athlete. And that's what Carter Nelson is. I mean, he can, he can throw it decently enough. Um, he can run it real hard. He can hit real hard and he can catch and he can block. I mean, he can he can really do it all in that eight man. You have to. So I think that he's a guy that you can bring in if he's a, you know, a D1 big time, big 10 tight end. You can have him there or you can move him over to edge. You can move him over wherever he fits best and wherever this coaching staff can see him fitting best. And, you know, if he's good enough for Notre Dame to fly in and look at him. And then when Tommy Reese gets the job at Alabama, he calls up Nick Saban and Nick Saban's looking at Ainsworth tape and offering him a scholarship then i think that he's the kind of guy regardless of what your scholarship chart looks like you can't let him leave the state borders really you know rule doesn't talk about individual players all too much just yet unless he's asked um but one he really likes on the offensive side of the ball is gabe irvin and you know that running back room is heavily populated and based off last season thoughts would probably be anthony grant and then ramir johnson and all the way down the list but then when you hear the name gabe irvin you're like oh you know that guy that was a true freshman that started is you know beginning to resurface in conversation you know the way that rule talks about this running back in particular what do you expect his role to look like next season uh pure competition right off the bat i mean Matt Rule and uh, running backs coach EJ Barthel have both, they are relentless in looking at film. I mean, EJ, even in his introductory presser, was, you know, citing Emmett Johnson, and he didn't really play that much in the fall, but he was talking about spring tape. And now that you get a couple weeks removed from that, they're able to look at a little bit more game tape or a little bit more practice tape. And I can tell you, they're pouring over that tape and really looking at the finite, you know, little details of everything. And running back is a position that they pay a lot of attention to. Mm-hmm. Um, Anthony Grant's a guy that's he's going to jump off the page real quick because of what he did. I mean, shoot, you got a guy that almost eclipsed a thousand yards and he was held under 40 yards rushing in four games last year. You know, like that's a beast. But Emmett Johnson stands out. You've got A.J. Allen is great. Gabe Irvin Jr. is is a guy that has a high ceiling. It's, it's really going to be about competition and pushing each other. And I don't know, maybe one enters the portal if he thinks he can get a starting job in the fall, you know, after spring ball, maybe, maybe not. But it's, that competition's built for long-term success and development. And I think that that's what they're hoping for. And maybe Gabe gets a couple more carries in the fall um, in order to ensure that he, he sees his vision in Nebraska football and sticks around. But I think he's a guy that the coaching staff really believes in and, and has a high ceiling for Brady, let me ask you something. In terms of expectation level, so maybe not the most talented, um, who, what position group for you 
has the most upside relative to the performance from a year ago? Well, that's a tough one because my immediate thought was linebacker, but between us, I thought linebackers played pretty well last year. Um, they had a good stretch the back half of the season. I would agree. Um, I think the, the interesting, the one that pops out to me right now is edge rusher. Uh, that's not to say, you know, Garrett Nelson, Caleb Tanner, and those guys didn't play well last year, but in in Tony White's aggressive 3-3-5 and what he likes to do, it's all about creating matchups and, and moving guys around. And they've got really good athletes at uh, outside linebacker or edge. You know, they'll probably mix and match them in the spring to see, you know, what fits best. But you've got guys that are uh, – if they see a weak tackler, a guy that they have an athletic advantage of, they'll attack it and go after it. But on the opposite side, you'll have, you know, an inside linebacker or and that opposite outside linebacker mesh and move into a strong side or something to create mix matches in order to, you know, compound at the line of scrimmage. And I think you have to have great edge rushers to do that. And Nebraska's got dynamic game – ball hawk aggressive tough edge rushers now that are extremely athletic and able to you know to keep the edge too so i think that's a position that i'm really excited about um and, and curious about to see because that could really be the kind of you know page turning position for this defense you know what's interesting that you bring that up and i know there's a lot of mj sherman buzz and things like that but two guys in particular one coach rule brought up in blaze gunnerson you got Maverick Noonan in the fold, who I think is a guy you also don't have to babysit. I don't know if he's ready this year, but the other guy opposite, I'm a big Jamari Butler guy. And I, for whatever the reason, Brady, he flies under the radar, but I'm telling you, he's way good. Yeah, yeah. And when he and he got good special team snaps last year, and I know that this, this coaching staff loves a guy who will step up and volunteer on special teams. You know, I think Jamari's a guy who – entered the, the portal very briefly, but I think once he saw they announced Tony White and once he saw, okay, I'm going to do what in this defense? He kind of thought, you know, maybe Nebraska is the place for me. And I think he's, he's bought into it. I think uh, I'm still curious to see who exactly coaches the edges. They last thing I knew, they still hadn't really decided if that's going to be, you know, the Vorchex linebackers group or if Terrence Knighton is going to take over that edge rushing position uh, or if he's going to stick strictly to interior defensive line. But I mean, he's a guy that's he's just as athletic as you need him to be. He's got a motor to him. He's you, you, you'd want to see him a little bit more like starter style, big time snap experience to really, you know, before you're, you know, singing, singing the gospel mm -hmm. for him. But he's a guy, I think, who could definitely step up and become that next big edge rusher for Nebraska. You know, Brady, we talk a lot about chemistry and culture whenever it comes to surrounding teams, not just Nebraska football and what they've been having to go through, but even with Nebraska baseball coming into the season, this kind of whatever-it-takes mentality. And we all know that, you know, Matt Rule, he, he understands that, you know, being the pinnacle program over at Nebraska, it's that rising tide lifts all boats, right? You know, if one group does it let's have everybody do it in the in the athletic department and I know Drake's our our, our baseball guy and uh, we can talk to him more about Husker baseball but you know you you have good variety too you can kind of you know pluck your your different points uh, of Nebraska and the sports that they offer but based on what you've seen just across the board from all the programs and the emphasis on chemistry and culture, how has that kind of been a, a driving influence for all Nebraska teams? Well, it's, it's interesting because I think that's something that Trev believes in strongly. And it's something that now in his time as athletic director, he's, he's able to 
he, he wants it to feel really communal. I mean, it's not only good word. separated by team, but it is an entire, you know, athletics family. You see that with Matt Rule and his coaching staff and players going to gymnastics meets, wrestling meets, um, going all over. And, and I know Matt Rule was, that was, he said that like playing in the pros, you don't have these other sports to go to. And then you even think about the men's basketball team and the struggles that they had. And now they're banding together. And like Fred Hoiberg said, it's not about what could have been, it's what can still be, you know, making the most of the situation you have um, with, and with Will Bolton, this, this Husker baseball team, I mean, San Diego's tough. That's a perennially a pretty good team, but you're not hitting that well with, with guys on and runners in scoring position. It's change approaches at the plate. Um, just doing little tweaks and things to especially a younger lineup and a, a team that's having to rely upon more on younger guys, at least to start the season. I mean, those are things that those are things you can tweak and that those are things that along the season, not only with coaching, but as you blend guys together and get that camaraderie and you get that, that sort of fellowship on the, on each individual team. And then within the athletic department, I mean, that's, those are the things that kind of tend to work themselves out. Brady, when you're looking at it, it's interesting that, kind of that perspective in the whole communal thing when you look at whether it's volleyball or wrestling or softball or women's basketball men's basketball whatever what do you think is and i know football is the easy answer i'm trying to figure out how to word this what do you think's the the in this last current sports cycle who will be the biggest victim of preseason perception versus reality of the season um as this you give me might, the wry smile. <laughs> <laughs> this this might be kind of a, a weird kind of cop-out because I like to cover them in the fall too, but the women's soccer team. I mean, that Coach women's Walker. soccer team. They, I mean, they were, they were picked to finish, you know, among the last group of the conference. I mean, they were almost cellar dwellers preseason because they had lost so much and they were mostly sophomores playing. But they finished probably one win away from the NCAA tournament mm-hmm. this last year, and they pushed Michigan State in that Big Ten semifinal over in Columbus. And you, you know, I, John Walker did a great job with those, with with all of those players, and with the support staff around them that just said, you know, don't let the outside forces dictate what you are. This is your team. You define your season, and you define what you're going to be. And I think he he mentioned that to them after they played at St. Louis and they had that big loss. And at the time, St. Louis was the top 20 team. And Nebraska comes back and they fight NC State, they fight USC, and then they have that strong stretch over the Big Ten season. I think that's that's the one that jumps out to me when you think of like preseason conception and expectations. And then the team just ends up surpassing them in the end. Brady, you're the man, dude. We appreciate your time this morning. Thanks so much. And uh, we will talk again next week. Appreciate you guys. Thanks, Brady. That is Brady Oltman, Nebraska football recruiting reporter for Hale Varsity. I'll, I'll always take the Nebraska soccer reference. It's great. Yeah, I'm, yeah well, I'm, and, I'm, I'm, I'm a big John Walker fan. Well, it just Kingston's shows, funnest. like I said, it shows kind of his spread. He, he is a real charcuterie board when it comes to covering Nebraska because he got into women's soccer. We obviously got deep into football. And he can talk baseball, which is what I want to do right now before we break this thing off because uh, with Nebraska – and after talking to Will Bolt, what was it, last week, two weeks Tuesday. ago? Tuesday. So last Tuesday week Wednesday, we, we yeah. talked to Will Bolt, and, uh, you know, the numbers were always something that stuck out to me. You know, the turnover rate, like why is it that, you know, there's so much addition, 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 and, and there's not really a solid so-called foundation. 
But in a way, now I'm starting to really understand where they're going with their path, especially when it comes to rotation, when you're trying to find like the right guy for the role. Uh, I mean, we saw we saw Kaminska uh, go out. He probably had the best performance out of any Husker pitcher over the weekend. Uh, Olsen had a close second, and then you had Caleb Clark who struggled, um, but you know, it, again, I don't want to look too deep into, hey, it's the first game of the season, especially for all of these guys. You know, who are they? But it does say something about this Huskers team and, you know, what they weren't able to do this weekend. Bolt wants resiliency. He wants a strong culture. He wants to, you know, stay connected in, in all forms. And they just weren't able to do that. And it especially showed on Sunday. Well, I think when you're taking a look at what Nebraska's got to do, I think the offensive, the lack of the offensive punch, um, you thought you were going to snap out of it on yesterday because I think they scored in the first four innings and you get the big lead and you mentioned Clarkie in terms of what happened to him on the bump. But I think six runs in the first two games left Nebraska feeling a little uneasy because you didn't want the ghost of yesteryear to start to creep up and their inability to hit with guys in scoring position. They're like, oh, boy, here we go again. But it's so early, you know, and, it, and it's baseball. And so you don't you don't really want to kind of kind of lock those guys into that in terms of how they're going to play. And they tried to shuffle the lineup mm-hmm. a little bit uh, yesterday, especially in the in the bottom third. But um, I think you know they've got to they've got to find a way to not fall into that rut with with guys. In scoring position this early in the season because I don't think it would take much for them to fall into checking the rearview mirror even though they have had quite a bit of roster turnover hitting with guys in scoring position last year was a bugaboo for them too it was it absolutely was and how about the impact of the freshman right away who's currently leading the team in average and a lot of hitting categories across the board Dylan Carey yeah. and you know something I think about a lot whenever you make that transition from high school to college is will it work right away and and I think him hitting him, in the bottom third of that lineup I think is a good place for him yeah right but he now. looked comfortable yeah, he does. Late, right? yeah, yeah sweet swinging sweet swinging yeah uh, today will be big It'll be a big game. And, you know, a four-game series against San Diego, who Brady did say is a very good team. Um, aside from that, you look at what Creighton did, and I know we kind of touched on a lot of these things at the start of the show, but we wanted to make sure we could hit on baseball because there was so much other stuff that we, was going on. We didn't even hit on Creighton basketball uh, today. Uh, but there is something I want to bring up with you tomorrow about that because I think you'll find it pretty The Jays? Yeah, with the Jays. I think yeah. you'll find it pretty interesting as we uh, – Prep the, the, for the, the Marquette game. The, the yeah, biggest game of the season. Right. Uh, for them, I don't think that's hyperbole. And right. It, and after they win it tomorrow night, it'll put them squarely in position to be on that four line to start the tournament in 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 March. Because that is my prediction. Sure mm-hmm. to go wrong, is that they will be a four line, a four seed as they head in to the March big tournament. But with Creighton in particular, I think something that we knew going into this season was pitching and uh, oh, you're talking about baseball baseball yeah yeah I'm sorry Marquette uh, the Marquette thing screwed me right up. yeah so I got off the beaten path we're back on the road <laughs> DB we're back well you just said Marquette we're driving. we're driving you're in the passenger seat I'm apparently in England uh, but we're driving and uh, you know based on talking to service last week pitching seemed to work again yeah. for this Creighton team they're, they're, I, I think that's going to be their bread and butter this year and McNeese those two out of three that's that's 
they're the only uh, local team of the three that, that got in the win column. Right. So good on them. And I'm sure Omaha wants to forget. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, hey, tough stretch. You want to grab uh, quickly Cody? Quickly here, let's hit Cody before we're we get talking to Nick. wrestling yeah. uh, next. So, Cody, uh, welcome in. Ah, uh, we got to go to break? Okay. Cody, we're going to. Yeah, yeah, there's no way. There's right. no way. We're How gonna do you run, know? We're gonna there's run a will, out. there's a way. We're going to run out of time for Nebraska, Cody. There's no way because you took seven seconds to try to hit that button. We'll share the segment maybe with he and Nick Rubeck, Let's who's coming it. up next. Let's do it. So uh, Cody was at State Championship Wrestling all weekend. So was Nick. We will talk to both of them next about all of the events, all the winners, all the controversy. That's coming your way. Stick around. Uh, wait, that's at 945. We still have a segment in between. Yeah. So wait for that.